Hello, everybody. Welcome to Net of Love podcast. I am here for season two, back with the spiritual spinister, Rob, Rev Rob. And we are continuing our conversation on the Kabbalion and the seven principles of the universe. So we are up to principle number four. And I have to say, this is probably one of my favorites. But I, I think the because when we have this knowledge and this education, it gives us the intelligence to be able to ascend out of it. So basically, really quick, the principle is the principle of polarity. Okay, so we're going to talk about dualism today, Dual, dualism, um, the dual nature of this dimension and, and our universe. And we are going to connected as always, because they flow in and out of each other, as Rob and I have talked about throughout this series, that how it connects to the other principles we've already talked about and some that are to come. So this is um, a very powerful key that if you can take this key and use this key for yourself, you can transform your entire reality. And that's what's really exciting about it. And the ascended masters and the enlightened masters that walk this planet or that have ascended out of the human dimensions, they have mastered transcending polarity. Okay. So we're going to talk about what that is, what that looks like, why it's so hard sometimes. <laughs> a tricky. It's a little trippy and tricky. So trippy and tricky. Um, and when we have transcended polarity, it's even more trippy. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit. I'm going to start by reading a quote from the Kabbalion on polarity. Okay. Everything is dual. And when I say dual, it is D-U-A-L, dual. Everything is dual. Everything has poles, just like our planet, right? Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. So you can think of temperature on that one, right? You can think of spectrums, temperatures, uh, hot and cold are the same size, the same coin with two different sides of a coin. It's a spectrum, but it's all the same construct, okay? Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths all paradoxes may be reconciled. Okay. And I love, um, my, one of my mentors said this to me one time about me, she said, great. I am grace and paradox, grace and paradox and holding grace through paradox. We look at our country today with the Republican and Democrat. We look at, um, right and wrong. We look at dark and light when we can hold the grace for both, right? For both, for all. You guys have heard Rob talk about this. God, the universe is all. So there isn't one part that's not the all. And when we can hold beautiful space for the all, we have transcended duality. So I love this. And, you know, I, for me, you know, early on in reading this, you know, everything is dual. That's easy to see. We've got an example of that. Everything has poles. We've got a North and a South pole. We've got magnets. We've got negative and positive polarity. So we can understand it in our material world. 
When we start moving on in that very phrase, like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. So when we start with this, like and unlike are the same, that's when I think, at least I remember my mind being blown and confused and, you know, holding that space that you're talking about. And opposites are identical in nature. Um, so I feel like that's the part that makes us begin to really understand what polarity is. I think we've been used to thinking of that polarity as those extremes, but not as the space that exists in between those extremes. Mm -hmm. So that when we say everything has polarity, we feel we are being called to, just for lack of a better way of thinking about it, choose a side, dark or light, um, you know? And so that means that we look at everything else in the middle as a gray area rather than a version of degree of the dark or light. And it was, and you brought this up beautifully, when we talked about the hot and the cold, this was the first time that I began to have this click about what it meant. So that hot and cold are two sides of the same coin. And when we think about its application in our daily life, what in a room that has a thermostat in it, uh, what feels cold to me at whatever setting that is, or what feels warm to me, more likely, uh, will could must possibly feel cold to somebody else. The same temperature is there, but the degree that it is experienced by those in it is totally different. I'm saying I'm roasting, and my colleague at work is saying I'm freezing. And so it was the it. It, it was is World the, War Three now. <laughs> but but that example shows that on that spectrum there is a number, and that number has a number. You know, it goes below and above it. But the fact is, we're experiencing it differently. It allowed me to see that two things can be true at the same time. You can be cold. I can be hot and that number can be 70 degrees, like whatever it is. So uh, I feel like that's the easiest way because then you can see it sliding on that, you know, whenever you have like, especially the um, the digital thermometers now, now you see that they have the gradient from the blue of the cold to the red that's hot and all along the way there are those gradients. And so the polarity exists, but what's happening within the polarity is where we can focus without feeling like we're gonna, our heads are going to explode. So we don't have to be on both ends at the same time. In fact, we're not. We are actually somewhere in between, if that makes sense. So. It does. And consciousness can't see that if it's in separation. So you can't see it from that 10,000 ascended, 10,000 foot view that's ascended. Um, and that's when wars happen. That's when conflicts happen between nations. That's when conflicts happen between uh, relationships with others, but it always comes back. If you really integrate the lessons of the Kabbalion, it always comes back to this inner divided self, this inner separation of duality. And it's a consciousness to be a person who is standing and needing to be right all the time. Right. For example, we've met those people. <laughs> we know we know that part of ourselves that we see in others sometimes. That is a consciousness that is very much in need of healing of separation, right? Of the duality. And ascension is <clears throat> healing the separation from within. Okay. So we've talked about this in some of the other ones, but going back to one of the 
the main reasons for polarity is the divine masculine and it's the masculine and feminine energies of creation, right? They are in everything. It is how there are men and there are women with different chromosome, right? Structuring. It is how there is light and there is dark. Um, we see this in nature all of the time. Okay. Dark matter and starlight. Okay. So the divided self, um, becomes is experiencing experiencing its division within in the outer and this so what's cool about earth school when we get past the um seeing it in material form and starting to understand it in energetic form is it's trying to show us where our consciousness is divided it's constantly showing us through others and through situations. So the reason we're seeing it is because we are holding that two hemispheres in the brain, right? We have two eyes, we have two nostrils, we have two legs and two arms. We are showing how we um, are living in that polarity, okay? And it is actually the heart that is in singularity, right? The heart pumps blood to every single part of the entire body. It is like the sun holding the consciousness for the planetary bodies around it, right? It is not going to be influenced by um, the chaos between Mars and Venus, for example, <laughs> right? The dualism, it is holding singularity. It is holding what's known as in physics, the zero point consciousness field. And that's divine neutrality. I um I I love when we start examining this closely, and we and uh, one of the things that the Kabbalion says is that everything is and isn't at the same time. You know, again, we can when we just when we start grasping what this means to be duality or what what it means to have duality. You know, how can everything be and not be at the same time? And uh, you know, I I think it is when going back to the original principle, when everything is the all, and yet all you know, everything that is part of the all isn't the all, but it is the all. So it's just a matter of degree of how we are uh, together and our uniqueness exists as well as our unity. So it's a matter of resolving in ourselves that we are unique individuals. We are unique. We have unique material personalities on this world. And yet we belong to something that is, that is uh, bigger than that. We, we often say greater, but it's, it's simply more expanded than that. It's not better or worse or greater or less. It's just, uh, it's just more of. So if we stop thinking that we have to kind of surrender to, um, you know, because it makes people uncomfortable to think of surrendering their individual egos to this greater thing totally but if we just recognize it as something that makes us grander than our individual selves that we don't have to give up any of it to be a part of it i think it helps us kind of resolve this a little bit um and kind of like the i again just moving through some of these things here the all truths are half truths i i really feel like more accurately is all truths are fractional truths because then it when i hear that i still think right down the center but when we're talking about the scale it's like all truths are part of this this uh this polarity field that is you know somewhere between here or here and you know there's a spectrum for everything so um yeah this and, is a right 
And in Earth, we experience the full spectrum, don't we? We see it. Um, We see it outside of us um, to be able to create and make decisions too. One of the really great symbols for this is the yin-yang. And a lot of people are familiar with the yin-yang at this point. It's a Taoist symbol um, in Taoism. Um, And it really shows more of kind of like the dark and the light, for example. But it's showing the masculine and the feminine, the yin and the yang energies um, and how when they are viewed as one, you're getting the totality of all that is. And the beautiful part, it's kind of like um, inner, outer, spiritual, physical, right? They're both the same. They're interplaying with each other. So when we bring them, embrace them together, that's when we start to have these more ascended states of reality. So the yin yang symbol is really neat because we do live in a side and wave universe. And in the yin yang symbol is like the S down the middle. It's showing that frequency wave um, of, of pulling it all together. And what happens is when we are in these more dense frequencies of separation, we tend to feel the separation in our consciousness much more. And that's a slow wave, right? It's a slow, dense wave vibration. And here time feels very, very slow. When we get into these faster waves, these more ascended kind of higher frequency waves, time is moving faster, our our light, our light bodies are spinning and we are moving and we are experiencing things at a much faster rate when we are closer to this unity consciousness and things feel unified. They feel like they make sense that all is perfect. It's like, you're looking at it from the divine consciousness of looking down on the earth, right? All is perfect. All is one, all is love. Uh, so, but when we're in those emotions that create those really dense, slow vibrations, that's when we feel our separateness to a really great degree. So it's all connected, all of these principles and the yin yang is a really beautiful model that shows that. And it also show that shows that in dark, there is light and in light, there is dark and you can't see the stars without having the dark. And I think a lot of, um, the ancients really understood that dark is not evil shadow and and those lower thought forms create evil but dark is like that feminine womb right and it holds space for the light and they really are um again they're two sides of the same coin but when that geometry becomes more three-dimensional you can see um it's it's all part of the same sphere together you know, talking about the yin yang, and I know that uh, in a couple of our other um, uh, podcasts, we talked about uh, the uh, the superhero retreat that that I did with Ice several years ago. And I do want to get back with you about doing this because one of the things that we did as part of this exercise was talk about who our arch enemy, the arch villain, who that nemesis was in our lives, and what that nemesis meant for us. And when we identified what that what that who that person was, or who, you know what we felt that person was, you. Come Come to realize that in you know in the uh, the archetypal tale of Hiller, uh, hero versus villain, that the hero ascends to the hero's best and highest self only through its engagement with its villainous opposite. And so you begin to realize you can't have one without the other. I will not r- rise to my herodom unless I have the arch villain or the arch enemy than to uh, show me the greatness that I can be by having to overcome uh, overcome it. And by the same token, it's true from the other side. You know, if 
together the superhero and the and the and the arch villain make up the total package of what makes those tales interesting it's why every harry potter book is going to have harry potter ultimately against voldemort uh he who we should not speak his name but you know so the favorites of all of our superheroes batman and the joker you're going to always come back to those archetypal battles because they need each other to be the totality of who they're supposed to be. Batman will be Batman without the Joker, the, without the opportunities that the Joker gave, no matter how heinous they might've been, the Batman wouldn't be who he was as his highest self. So, you know, we see this as playing out in our world every day, excuse me, every day, the yin and the yen, and this, I need the dark in order to see my own light and the dark, and I need to be able to see the darkness in order to understand my own light and vice versa. And I love what you're talking about with the hero's journey. You know, Joseph Campbell talked about the hero's journey. We've talked about it before on here, um, which is um, definitely connected to Horus and Heru, the hero. <laughs> and Horus represents that like ascended Christ, for example, right? Of the Isis and Osiris, the divine masculine and feminine coming together in unity, just like upper and lower Egypt coming together in unity for a unified field. Um, it's representing that these outer myths are representing this inner inner um, ascension that occurs. And the hero is kind of always kind of looking how to positively, because positive and negative are, are a pole too, right? So when we look at that, we're constantly looking at how to positively polar put, polarize into love. And when we um, we can do that, but when we don't attach to holding, when we don't attach to the positive and we see the negative, that's when we can hold the divine neutrality and we're not in separation. Because it's when we see the negative that it's showing it's showing us again this aspect of our other aspects of within ourselves. So it's important to understand that we're not saying that you should negative, you know, be negative and it's okay to be negative or evil. What we're saying is it gives us an opportunity. This gives us a really powerful knowledge to be able to be mindful of when we are in duality, when we are in separation and we are feeling the emotional constriction, again, constriction and expansion are poles. And we feel that constriction, it's usually followed by an expansion. Um, and, and that happens in these greater cycles of the universe as well, these galactic cycles and these solar cycles of these more expansive times and these more constricted times. Um, but we have the ability within us to be able to transcend that aspect through conscious awareness and we can see that um doing shadow work for example when we focus on the emotion that's made us feel really in that dense constriction when we are awake and aware to it okay i'm in duality here i'm in major separation here i'm not in unity consciousness what just happened and i love to use the example of when somebody's screaming at you on the road and like you know throwing up one of those fingers and and um how are you responding because it all comes into the response on whether or not we are in separation or not. And trauma creates some responses in us sometimes. But what if is you, it triggering when it happens? Like, what is that? You right. know, like, you're getting a reaction from them. You're, I'm sorry, you're reacting from them. What is that about? You know, rather than jumping into your own reaction 
can you take a step back and say, well, oh, okay, I am, this is, you know, this really upset me. What is it about it that upset me? Can you be curious enough to explore that? It takes courage to yeah. realize just like in the hero's journey, you know, part of that hero's journey is realizing that you are no different from your arch enemy that had factors or, or circumstances been different. You would be that, that entity or that aspect in its totality. And so that it takes a lot of guts to say, wow, the reason that I understand you arch enemy is because we could be the same. Had my life turned out differently, had I made different choices, we could, I could be where you are and vice versa. And once that happens, it's humbling and gratifying uh, and gratifying. <laughs> us to encourage. Uh, yeah. So. Right. And you know, I think that, um, the, there's two, there's two things that often come out in separation consciousness profoundly, and that is blame and victimization. And we end up there because of lots of trauma, ancestral trauma that's in our cellular memory, right? We have, we have this um, profound time in history where we were in deep, deep, boring separation. And we have memory of that. And it's tricky to come out of it. It's, it's inside of us. It's in our energy fields. So as we start this ascension journey, that separation wants to start coming out because the light is bringing in this greater, higher frequency and we can't hold it. We can't hold these higher, faster frequencies if we have the energetics of separation um, still um, occupying our conscious field. Yeah. And I think the separation comes from thinking that you aren't what the opposite is like, and that's where the separation really is thinking that you can't possibly be this person thinking that you would never do what this person has done to you. The minute you think that is the minute you're separating. Right. Because yeah. you're putting yourself on a pedestal and you're not at one with right. everything in your reality. <laughs> Um, you know, and I think, you know, this polarity thing, it's interesting because, you know, we are, we are referring to it in ways that it's hard for people to resolve between light and dark. I, what I do see, and I appreciate this opportunity to you know, kind of, to talk about this in this venue is that we see it playing out right now, this idea of polarity, when we start hearing talk of gender and gender specificity, you know, I'm really starting to see the people's, uh, you know, watching people's head be blown by, um, by a generation of people deciding or realizing that they are not one or the other, or that it is possible for them to have decided to have, to have felt identified with being male in one area of their life. And, and all of a sudden, you know, identifying with being another. And now, you know, which was hard enough to accept, I think, as a society. But as we begin to see people say, well, I'm non-binary, um, we are now, you know, pulling ourselves out of the, we're recognizing that it's the, the, the material world has given us this dual nature of male or female identified by, you know, sexual organs, but the actual experience of humanity is something that is much uh, more um, uh, uh, or much, much more rich. I don't even want to say it. it's more complicated. It's, it's richer if, you know, we allow ourselves to see that we don't have to be in one place or another. So, and, and this is not an element of good or bad, but it's a way of seeing polarity played out in a world where you can see what happens when people refuse to believe that there is anything but this or this. And uh, the beauty that happens when some people very courageously can say, I'm not either of those things. I recognize that there's a scale, but I'm not either of them, or I'm, I'm more this in this condition and more of this in this condition. So um, 
well, and I love that you're using the word condition because I was literally, literally writing the word condition when you said that because, of course. We, right, we are conditioned to see something as bad or wrong. And when we identify with something as bad or wrong, we are in separation with it, right? That is um, something that we are trained to do. And the beautiful part about the ascension of humanity, one of the reasons why we're seeing this gender identity stuff happen more and more and people are coming out more and more and being more open about it is because this inclusive this inclusivity inclusivity i can't talk today <laughs> and unity consciousness that is occurring within us and it is seeing it like you said from every perspective like if you think about your life and you think about those huge pivotal moments whether you took a job or you got married or you had children like you think of those huge pivotal moments they could have gone down 10 different timelines Right. And you think of and, and timelines are connected into the dimensions of reality based on the frequencies that we're holding. So I'm going to go this way instead. So if you're thinking about this, this didn't work, it ended up in an abusive relationship and da, 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 or all these horrible things happen in these lower timelines. You are you are you can see how the duality happens on a much greater scale, not just in in the moment type scale. So being able to embrace the all within yourself and with others is understanding that you're just seeing all these timeline potentials of what your life could be too. And you're embracing it because you, especially those who've had miracles happen and you're able to kind of hold this higher consciousness where you're manifesting these beautiful experiences to yourself. That's when gratitude is so important because it could always be so much worse. Like be thankful yes. for what you have. And then that takes you even higher when you are. Sure. I always marvel. I always really question, but you know, I always really, I very rarely like to step in. But when someone says, you know, I can't get any worse than this. I'm like, oh, hold on right now. Do not even that out there because of course it can and so why would we want it to be so right uh, you could be standing in the middle of a war having bullets fly by your head like people forget the potentialities that can occur when we right we and and ever. when we become divine creators we would never create that for ourselves at that point when we have ascending into this higher consciousness understanding how manifestation works and that it's coming from either unity consciousness or separation consciousness um, but we have to remember too, that as a collective, we have a collective consciousness and we are starting to finally open up. We don't see it on the news because again, it's this, um, it's this battle to want to be right and not, and not come out of the separation. So we're seeing the separation on the news so profoundly because it's this like, contraction i believe and I, I teach this before a huge expansion and renaissance that's what we're seeing before us because you have to feel the separation and see it and know it before you can ascend out of it in in here in a country in a group of people in a collective um here we are as below as above so below you know and and as within so without we're back to that um and, and it's all consciousness it's all energy all energy right right i love this stuff <laughs> i know me too this is why we do it so right yeah. and once once we have these um 
once we have this understanding, this, this foundational knowledge of duality, especially like, like Rob and I right now, like we're coming together and we're taking the energy and we're moving it together and we're spinning it up and we're going into this pastor vibration just in this conversation. So if you're listening, you might be feeling that too, <laughs> that too a little bit. Um, cause it, it does, it's like, um, and this is why psychedelics kind of do some of these things because, but you don't need them. You don't need them. And this is why meditation does it as well, because with meditation, you're going into nothingness. You're, you're going into a space where thought is not in there for a while and you're clearing it out so that you can experience nothingness. But we both and all know that nothingness is also everything right, right. at the same time. It's both at the same time. And once you get to that paradox and you've reconciled the paradox you are then in a higher state of consciousness and you go into these high frequencies and meditation and really cool stuff happens. And yeah. then when we can hold it and we're, we come out of meditation and we're living our meditation, we're driving on the road and somebody screams at us. We're just standing as a pillar of calm. Right. And it's part of the understanding, the recognition that that's a part of me. At world daily. one that's a part of me yelling back at me and, no. daily life, and 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 really where where i am still is that you know i keep getting this awareness but the awareness is now backlogged in how i'm applying it i mean i have to be honest it's like so i get it every single i'm talking to you yeah. i'm talking to others. implementing whole nother ball game yeah you know, I'm, I'm still getting behind the wheel of the car standing behind somebody's line or fighting with somebody and it's like oh wait I got to choose differently. And I frankly often, you know, say, I know I got to choose. I'm going to choose this right now. I'm going to choose to be combative. But, but, uh, but so I feel like, you know, it's just a matter of this application. It really is. It's, it's daily application. We it's, it's, that's where it's a choice. It's always a choice. Always, always, always. I hate that it is. I like to feel like I'm swept away by my own emotions or by my own everything. It's a choice and I know it and we all know it. And my dogs know it. So, right, right, <laughs> exactly. And when we are able to finally, it's hard, but when we can finally become mindful when we're in separation and that deep emotion that I need to step back, it's when we step back and when we take that 10,000 foot view that the answers come in naturally, that it doesn't feel so big and it doesn't feel like uh, big problems, small problems, mountains and molehills, right? <laughs> like there's some duality. Like we, we um, can't make effective decisions when we are in profound separations. We just don't. And a part of that is because of the chemicals that rush to our brain when we are. Um, that make us literally out of our minds and the animal nature is like fully in there and flight or fight adrenaline and you, you can't think straight. So the work is trying to recognize it before you get to that like zone, zone 10 <laughs> of complete bursting out combustion, um, supernova explosion of your option. Um, Ready? of your emotions and that's where the, right that's where the work happens where when we catch it right when we catch it and we can shift it and then over time especially on these um wheels of samsara these karmic cycles that we keep repeating in our relationships over time the more we see them and choose to adjust them and and energetically shift shift the chemical 
the less that's alchemy, the less over time that we have it happen. And then one day you don't even remember you even had it. And that's ascension. And then you can keep holding higher frequencies in your body. And then the separation is healed more and more over time. But you and I both know there has to be a commitment to the work for that to actually be seen and for that to happen because it's inner work. It's know thyself work and it's not easy, but it is worth it. I think so too. I'm still working, but yes, <laughs> it's true. We, and this is, I mean, this is what took lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes of work. I mean, we've done this work in previous lifetimes for those who believe in past lives. Um, we are still, we're still going, but the beautiful part is we take what we learned with us. Um, if we can try not to create too much new um, karmic stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all because we are have been profoundly as a collective consciousness in this more survivalist separation consciousness and species do evolve to hold more unity consciousness. And if you look at dolphins and you look at flocks of birds, there are species on this planet that are able to do that now. So it's um, it's exciting. And when we do the healing and we do the work, um, a lot of a lot of pieces I didn't understand in my early days when I learned psychology is this work is energetic. It's not necessarily just cognitive. It's really energetic, but the energies often flow from the cognitions as well. So uh, it's funny because we can shift our energy field and walk into the same experience we had three days ago and we can completely um, respond to it and experience it in a completely different way, sure. completely different way. Um, one of the story, one of my dear, dear soul sisters and ministers at ISD, her and I talk about emails a lot and emails, depending on where the consciousness is of the person who's reading it will depend on how they read it and the context that they put it in. So if you just emailed somebody something and they had, and it was important and it had a lot of juicy stuff in it and they're having a bad day and their emotions are already right here, they're going to read it differently than they would if they woke up in the morning completely energized and had just meditated. So <laughs> there's, um, Hold emails for 24 hours is the rule I like to give. Well, even more for me, it's texting. So it's like, because yeah. texting is so immediate that, yeah, it's easy to fire off. Right, right. Yeah. But it, it, it comes back to the frequencies, right? It always comes back to the frequencies and vibration, which is one of the principles of the Kabbalion. And the slow and dense frequencies, you're going to feel more separation. And the high, faster frequencies, you're going to feel more unity. And again, they are a temperature gauge. It's a temperature gauge. And that's why it's important from the all perspective, from the I am consciousness perspective to know that it's all okay. Whatever degree, whether it's 32 degrees or 99 degrees, it's okay. It's all, it's, it's okay. And loving the self is the most important part of this because the self is the one who's holding the consciousness that's creating the reality. So if you don't like yourself and you're divided and <laughs> you're not loving on you and you haven't figured out how to love you yet, reach out to somebody who teaches that because it's important for ascension. Loving the self, I say it's almost like the, the first thing that has to happen before somebody can actually start an ascension process because you are working through your own inner consciousness. This isn't an outer battle. It's an inner response that occurs to your engagement with your inner outer reality. 
It's true. And I always say, you know, if we, if our, if loving ourselves is the issue, realize that no matter what the self loves you. So it's like, mm. You may come from the outside in and think you don't, but the inner part of you, that inner voice, that divine self will never stop, has always had your back and can't stop. And so if you can connect with that, with that part of you that's never let you down, despite what you think, then perhaps it will allow you to have some compassion for both that part of you and realize that, you know, it's, it's always had compassion for you. So. And then we do better more for others when we've shifted to that blueprint within. True. Yeah. Because we now have the ability to empathize with our own polarity, our own um, timelines of potentiality that can occur through our consciousness, which is the consciousness of the all experiencing it through us. And that's why we see the full spectrum of what's possible in every human being. And a lot of people get attached to it. They get angry with it and they, um, the blame, you know what I mean? But when we remember that it's all us on different degrees, it makes it a little bit easier. It makes it a little bit easier. Um, and that, like I said, in the beginning, that divided self inside when we're not loving ourselves and we're really hard on ourselves, um, that creates suffering that's what creates suffering. Okay. Unity creates connection and duality creates suffering when we are attached to it. So coming at you with some secrets of the universe from our own experiences and from this beautiful document that is just probably, I think one of the best of all time to help people navigate consciousness. Well, thank you for helping me see polarity even more richly than I did before. So Aww, you always I'm do that for me too. <laughs> As we sit in two different boxes on two different screens, it's like two different eyes of consciousness coming at it. Um, yeah, it's the same. But know. it's one eye, right? It's one eye, one heart, one heart. Um, and that, yeah, that's what's so beautiful about um heart mind coherence is that when we truly are energetically starting to connect into this singularity this unity consciousness is really in the heart it's in the heart um and it brings the poles together um within us and uh really neat in, in really neat ways and some of the energy therapies that occur when i'm doing um the healings that i do i often in the very beginning, the divine energy is working to, um, bring that person energetically, um, that polarity alignment, um, to help, to help that shift. And I see all the spins and everything happen. So we forget sometimes that it's happening in the energetic before we see it in the, in the material there. Um, uh, there's a profound relationship, um, that not one is better than the other. And that's what's really important, right? Um, some people, I've heard some people say to me, well, go within to get those answers. It's like, yeah, but I just got that answer down the road from my neighbor um, through through my con through me understanding my consciousness is talking with me in the outer. Um, so it's all it's all connected. It's all connected. Divinely so. so and we're we're all we're all um we're all shifting into higher frequencies it's just the nature of what happens in an ascension of a of a of a planet and a consciousness and of a collective consciousness um 
but it does, I want to say, bring out some deep, deep separations within us that can be um, trying to work through. So um, as always, Rob is a healer. I'm a healer. If somebody's struggling with some of those things, please feel free to reach out. And uh, no, you're not alone. And know never that alone. And and you are evolving, whether you think you are or not. So it is happening. It is it's happening. happening. Yeah, it's happening, and it's it, it's really exciting to see where we're going to go once we get through this big purge that um, we've been going through as a collective over the last few years since COVID started. And again, it's a purge. Um, these um, these difficult times, these perceived again, it's all perception. These perceived to be difficult times um, are often pushing us to a more expanded reality. Uh, so if we all, again, it's all consciousness. If we're all holding the new earth consciousness and the Renaissance and believing in it and feeling it and creating it within us and having um, meditations of us playing in it and experiencing it, all your greatest dreams and manifestations, us as a collective consciousness begins to experience it at a greater degrees. It's powerful. It's powerful. So know that that truth of what Gandhi said, uh, you know, change yourself, change the world. It is more profound multidimensionally than we could ever explain. And those of you who already resonate know this. <laughs> so it's yeah. Right. And as your consciousness shifts, um, the outer shifts too. So imagine if we're all doing that, what happens? That's it's really exciting. It's really exciting. So Rob, any last commentary on duality? One of the no. things that we can recommend though too is that to close your eyes, go into meditation and contemplate duality and see what comes in. Yeah, and it's and <laughs> only as only as an example to see the the unity. You know, it it is it's it's a paradigm so that you can understand that it's there's duality only to get us to a place of unity. So, right. and it's, it's the relationship between the two and, and we need duality to see contrast, right? You need it. You need duality to see contrast or would, yeah. I wouldn't be able to see Rob sitting in front of me. I'd be shining like the sun with no eyes. Right? That's, <laughs> so, that's, that's our lights to be able to be seen. Yes, that is right. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. But we can hold unity consciousness while we're watching duality as well. So that, that it's, it's inside it's inside. Um, and just, you know, we'll, we'll kind of end the podcast here, but a little prompt that I'll give you is if you kind of close your eyes after you watch this podcast and you just go in for a few minutes and really focus on the breath and the breath is duality too, right? The in and the out, um, the in and the out. And you think of the relationship with trees and photosynthesis and oxygen and carbon dioxide, right? It's this beautiful dance and this beautiful flow. And that, transcendence through our breath of the flow of understanding the in and the out and that they're all one and they're all connected and it is this divine dance so just go into meditation and just ask i always say asking you shall receive the answers asking you shall receive what you need go in and just ask for a few minutes and take 10 15 minutes even have a pen next to you um you're kind of opening a channel and just see what insights, what symbols, what words come in as you're contemplating the concept of duality and unity. And you can do this work for yourself, right? On any question you ever ask, 
had to ask about anything. It's all in the energetic Akashic records of creation. It's all there. You don't need a library on the outer. There's a library on the inner. (laughs) You're going to answer this question. So. Right. Right. All right. Anything else, Rob? What do you think? I'm happy. All right. Feels good. All right. Feels good. All right. Uh, So we will do our sign off for now. We'll be back on the next principle on the next time. And as always, if you ever have any questions, feel free to comment, feel free to um, send email netoflovim at gmail.com. And Rob, any other pieces that you're doing that you wanted to share before we go? I just, we have a regular Wednesday night meditation, spiritualspinister.com. You can see uh, what we, we take a lot of these principles that we're talking about right now. I use it. I use an Oracle card that, has many of these principles right there for us to delve into. Last night we did go deeply. The card we chose was inner voice, which was all about uh, getting that understanding. So check that out every Wednesday and um, check out the website for more coming up. Beautiful. Awesome. What's your website again? Uh, Spiritualspinster.com. Yes. And it's spin ister. So not spinster, but spin ister. I'm not a spinster. I'm not a spinster. (laughs) (laughs) And you can always visit netoflove.com for all offerings, all podcasts, and all that kind of good stuff, too. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your day or night, wherever you are in polarity of night and day and all that good stuff, um, knowing you are all here, all now, and time is the greatest illusion of all. Love you all. Take care.